I feel compelled to say it. So I'm just going to say it. This man, he ended up taking his own life. Wow. Because it was discovered that he was a predator. The, who, who was a predator? The guy that I was sleeping with. Oh, you can kind of, some people you can kind of look at and just tell like, oh, it's a lot going on here. I'm one of those people. People uh, used to tell me that I always look sad. Like for some reason, say I had sad eyes. Uh, but I can see it now. Yeah, saying. they said I always look sad or like something is always on my mind or something like that. But um, you're one of those people. It's energy about you to uh, show. I don't know, it's giving freedom, it's giving a lot of things, but I want to really just step into your story. Where are you from? Memphis. From Memphis. Memphis Born and raised? Um, yes, but I moved my junior year of high school mm -hmm. to Smyrna. To Smyrna. Smyrna, okay. Tennessee. Okay. And graduated from there. Um, from there, went to Knoxville, UT Knoxville. Uh -huh. Then from... UT Knoxville, because I hated it. Mm. I transferred to MTSU. Okay. And um, What years there, did you go to MT? 2012, 2013. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you just went one year. Yeah, I was there during that time. I wasn't on campus that much. Hey. I didn't do a lot. Yeah, I was fucking up. <laughs> uh -huh. but, so uh, I want to just take a step back. Okay, so growing up, you grew up in Memphis. Uh, what was life like early on? Did you have your mom, your dad, like? Separated, um, broke home, mm. kind of typical, but back and forth. Yeah, it was a lot of um, hostility. Yeah, yeah. And it it came more so from my mother. Yeah. Than my dad. My dad was a very private man. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Especially not with children or around children. So I I appreciate that in hindsight that he just would not engage because it's. Mm -hmm. It's not something you do in front of kids, but um, it was real volatile. Yeah. And in what way? Verbally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just a lot of shit talking and just very evident resentment. Yeah. Very evident resentment. Mm -hmm. And it gave scorn, angry black woman. Yeah. And it's funny that you say, say that because when you say that, it makes me think of like, the relationship I, I've had up until this point with the mother of my child, one of my biggest fears is that she'll um, feel as though, uh, like some sort of resentment in that way. Like, oh, I got pregnant, you got me pregnant, and now, you know, I'm here with a child to put my life on, on hold. Was that kind of what your mom was giving? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they'd known each other in high school, uh -huh. and... They decided to be together, but my dad was a very handsome, mm -hmm. very outgoing man. My mother, she was a gym. Yeah. They did their, you know, yeah. they did their things. They hurt each other. But after my sister was born, I have an older half-brother. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And it was the, the, you stepped out on me. Yeah, she could never get over that. Yeah. She could never get over the fact that my dad had a baby on her. Yeah. And then I came along. And then, ironically enough, the babysitter mm -hmm. from my childhood is now my stepmother. Wow. And I have a younger stepsister mm -hmm. out of the result of that. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was something always going on there? I don't even know, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my dad is not one to talk about it. He made it, actually, I had a very recent open conversation with him. He's not one to be very emotionally open. Yeah. That's that. He was like, that's history. It's no, there's no point in even discussing it. Mm -hmm. Because why? Yeah. But I don't think he understands. I think it would provide more clarity to me. Yeah. And let me see him more as human. Mm. If he just told me, but I'm not one to press no issue. If you don't yeah. want to talk about it, I'm not finna beg you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was real interesting. Very beautifully blended family. Yeah. yeah. In hindsight, mm. in the midst of it, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? And as a, I think they divorced when I was three mm, and my sister on. was eight. Um, 
but just seeing how that all transpired from a child's perspective, from a child's eye, it definitely instilled some some trauma, yeah. some mindset of lack or not having adequate nurturing for me mm-hmm. that I'm still unpacking, like still unpacking today. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's your. How did that lack of nurturing manifest in your adult life? Man, I see it in my kids. Yeah. And that's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. That's when shit get real tricky. Yeah. When you have your own children mm-hmm. and you start to see some of the generational trauma and habits and just things that were passed along to you through both sides that weren't really reconciled at the time that it needed to be addressed mm-hmm. when you were younger. Mm-hmm. So you having to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I had to realize, like, damn, I'm repeating the same cycle. Yeah. Bringing my children up in a broken home mm-hmm. and having to learn to navigate that myself. But I don't think my mother or my father had the adequate tools to really address what they went through when they were kids mm-hmm. in order to stop it with me. Yeah. So. But you know what the beauty of life is, though, in that cycle? What happens is, okay, they didn't have the tools, but because they didn't and couldn't teach you, it made you go out and try to seek seek out and find those tools, right? And now you're in a space where you have them. So what are you doing to try to repair at this moment? Man, so much spiritual work. Yeah, that's very key, right? Very intentional. Very intentional spiritual work, and it is hard. Yeah. It is fucking hard like getting hit hit with the messages getting hit with the downloads like your perspective broadening and you're seeing things that make you real uncomfortable mm-hmm. about like yourself I can't believe that's about me. I can't believe that's me mm-hmm. I can't believe I said that mm-hmm. I don't recall me saying something like that yeah. but yeah. you do yeah you do and you it's it's tough to look yourself in the mirror and be like you fucked up baby yeah, yeah. and you gotta figure out how to fix that shit yeah and I was always taught to be move, move, don't stop, move. And it is definitely teaching me to slow down and be real deliberate about dissecting everything. Yeah. Because if you're not going to do that, you're going to miss the whole point. Absolutely. You got to get down to the very bottom of what's triggering you. Mm-hmm. Like you got you, you to gotta get to it. Because if you, if you don't recognize your triggers, if you don't recognize what caused that trigger... You don't make peace with the memory or the trauma that caused that trigger. You're gonna keep doing the same shit. Yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely a <laughs> a tough learning curve. Yeah. But it's work that's got to get done. Yeah. And you have you have kids. How many kids do you have? Two. Two. One boy, Two. one girl. Ah, oh, that's perfect. That's that's what I want. Perfect. Is the boy the oldest? Mm-mm. Oh, he's the youngest. Youngest. Yeah. And I wanted all boys. Mm. In the very beginning, I was like, I want four boys. Yeah. God will send you what you need. What yeah, you yeah. yeah <laughs> he will send you what you need. Yeah. Not what you want. And when I found out I was having a girl, I ain't going to lie, it made me sad. Because mm-hmm. I was like, damn, there's so many women on my side, so many women on my husband's side. Uh, mm-hmm. But I tell you, my baby, she is a nurturer. Mm-hmm. She's, she fire. Yeah. She fire. Mm-hmm. She get it honest. Mm-hmm. But she is a nurturer. And... I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Yeah. Now, and in hindsight, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. And when I had my son, I was like, damn, I wanted all boys. Yeah. <laughs> Did I really want all boys? <laughs> because my son, that boy, I don't know if you've seen some of the things that he'll do in my house. Like, he would be climbing up the walls like Spider-Man. It gives me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. So much anxiety. So I'm imagining having all boys. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's no sense of danger. None, <laughs> no caution, yeah, yeah. no second thought. Just do that shit. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Their son is the same way. Oh yeah, yeah, and nasty. <laughs> just like, what is that? What are you doing? Like, I'm just gonna eat digging? it. What are you? Yeah. What are you? What are you digging up? What is this? Like all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and you say uh, your husband. So you're married. Mm-hmm. But we are separated, mm-hmm. and it is best that way. Yeah. It's best that way. It's a hard pill to swallow when you realize your marriage is not going in the way that you intended it, mm-hmm. and you feel like your your personal growth has been stagnant. Yeah. And 
learning how to navigate going through that. Yeah. It's, again, it's very hard. Taught me a lot of life lessons. Yeah. I did some real stupid shit. Mm. Some real very, very selfish, very, um, very just real inconsiderate, emotionally inconsiderate shit. Yeah. Emotionally? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very emotionally inconsiderate. How so? Just not considering how he would feel. Yeah about some of the personal choices that I made mm. on behalf of me. Mm. And like, mm, I hurt that man. Yeah. I hurt that man bad. Yeah. And it didn't even have to be that. I could have I stopped it. I could have been like, this ain't it. Mm. Mm. I could have did that. But I didn't mm. because I was holding on to this thought, like maybe, maybe things will change, but I got to get this out of me. Yeah. Like I got to do what I want to do. Mm. Not realizing that, damn, Taylor, from the beginning, you should have been seeking and, and discovering what truly made you happy before you even decided to seek that out of somebody else. Yeah. Because they're not going to fulfill it for you. I don't care what nobody say. You will not find love and true happiness unless you give it to yourself. Unless you give it to yourself. That's unless true. you give it to yourself. That's true. You are going to entrap somebody mm -hmm. in a vicious rat race to compensate for the shit that you just were not willing to give yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard. It's hard to realize, like, damn, you mean to tell me how to love myself enough mm -hmm. to not put somebody else in a in jeopardy of emotional, psychological harm? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't love myself enough. Hurt people do hurt people. Right. So what does that do to you now? Like, do you feel a level of guilt now? I felt a lot of guilt. Yeah, A I can lot imagine. of shame. A lot of just, like, it was a lot of, a lot of self-hate. Mm -hmm. A lot of... Negative self talk. And how did that manifest? That. How did what, what did that come out as? Just irritability. Yeah. Not yeah. being fully present with my kids. Not being present with anybody else. Going through periods of just reclusion. Rec reclusion. Like I can't. I can't deal. I get overwhelmed. I'm. I can't deal with it. Yeah. I'm gonna go to fuck to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna go to sleep. I can't. I cannot deal with it. But after taking some time. To realize it's okay to be apologetic mm. about something that you know you was wrong about. Yeah. But it's not okay to carry it with you. Yeah. And you know what sucks about that? Most people look at that and they'll say, well, you done that to yourself. You were wrong in this situation, so you deserve to suffer. But the truth is, like, you didn't. You didn't deserve Nobody to deserves to suffer. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. It Even when you think about just, like, basic human Basic life right. Fuck human. Mm -hmm. Basic life right. You don't deserve to suffer. Right. God don't ever intend it to be that way. Mm -hmm. Now, this is technically the realm of suffering. So you have to go through things that arise different emotions in you that are uncomfortable. Right. But when you adjust your perspective from suffering to enlightenment, mm -hmm. that's where you feel a huge shift. Mm -hmm. I had to do those things. Yeah in order for me to be in the perspective in the state of consciousness that I am right now. Yeah. Like I had to do that fucked up shit. How do you, how do you do that? You know, because I think in the space that I'm in now, we kind of talked off camera about what I'm going through in my personal life. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'm in that space. I don't know if I'm just pushing it, you know, to the side and just doing the, the man thing, or I don't know, or the human thing, or I don't know if I'm actually dealing with it in a real because I seem like I'm productive, but I don't know if one day I'll just look up and just break. How do you reach that space of enlightenment? What do you do? What's the steps? Mm. Or is it different for everybody? It, everybody's life path is very different. That's true. Everybody's level to that ascension and the steps they have to take to get there are very different. Mm. For me, it took me going deep, deep within self. I started out studying yoga, mm. studying meditation. Mm. And when I started to dabble in that magic, a lot of shit started to be revealed. And once you see shit, you can't take that shit back. Yeah. You can't take it back. Yeah. And the best advice I can give somebody who's wondering or struggling or just thinking about what can I do to be a better version of myself, mm -hmm. meditate. 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 Yeah. Real talk. And meditation is not easy. We are conditioned to think that, you know, you think about the monks. That are, yeah. <laughs> you think about them and they're like super quiet in their mind. Mm -hmm. 
That ain't it. Yeah. I actually have a my very first spiritual advisor. She goes by Zane Spirit. Mm-hmm. Dope woman. Mm-hmm. Divinely gifted. But um, she had mentioned in one of her podcasts, yeah, this was years ago, that the goal of meditation isn't to quiet your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's to learn to be observant of them. To pull yourself objectively outside of your thoughts and observe them. Because the thoughts going to come. Right, you can't stop them. It's defeating the purpose of sitting in your mind and be like, don't think, don't think, don't think. No, think. Allow your brain to travel where it chooses to travel. And if it's not along the line of where you're attempting to direct it, pause. Say, I appreciate that thought. I'm going to come back and revisit it later. Okay. Or just just give it gratitude. Right? Thanks for that. Appreciate that. Keep it in my back pocket. Yeah. And redirect it back to something that you're focusing on. That's why they say a great tool is to have um, frequencies playing in the background. Yeah. Something you can give focus, focus to. Yeah. Give focus to where, you know, when you study prana, breath work, that's why they tell you to count. Mm-hmm. Because counting helps you keep focus mm-hmm. on something. Mm-hmm. And once you've focused and released the tension, like, Full body scan, release the tension out of your body. The counting goes away. Mm. The thoughts just start to come. Mm. And you, it's like following a path. Like, hmm, what's going to come of this thought? What's going to come of that thought? And just taking it as objectively as possible. Mm -hmm. And those thoughts are going to lead you to some shit that you're going to need to discover. Yeah. And especially when you really release all the tension out of your body. Mm. You know, astral, astral body, right? Uh Energetic body. body. Mm -hmm. You can physically feel it lifting. Yeah. Or expanding, or just like morphing. You, it. I felt like I've been in that space while meditating before, for sure. But it allows you to look, be in an objective state of mind, Mm. to say, okay, this thought came up, or I feel a pain here. Where did pain come from? Yeah. What's 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 triggering? Or you said, for instance, you're bringing yourself down from anxiety, and you do a body scan, and you feel the anxiety in your shoulder. Mm Or you feel it in your hips. Yeah. It's like, okay, let me dig in my memory a little bit. Let me figure out where that, did I have an injury? It, it helps you to uncompartmentalize mm. the things that you've gone through. Right. It helps you to pull the memories back out and be like, damn, that's what that was. Yeah. So what, what, why does that affect me so much? Mm. What is it about it? Mm. And that's at that point, that's when you start to make peace with it. You start to have a communication, a communication with it, like, what's up? Yeah. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Why I'm feeling like that? What I need to do to stop feeling like that? Mm-hmm. And that goes back to when I was feeling the, the guilt about basically destroying my own marriage. Mm-hmm. I had to pull myself out of there. Like, why did I even do that? Yeah. yeah. And even with me doing that, the repercussions of what's happening, how you going to deal with it? How are you going to function? Because you have to function. Yeah. You got a lot on your shoulders, woman. Mm-hmm. You got you carrying. I was in the military at the time. Mm-hmm. You're carrying a career. You're carrying children. You're carrying a dependent. That is your husband. You're carrying a lot on your shoulders right now. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to navigate this shit mm-hmm. and come out as unscathed as possible? Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. You face some real ugly truths about yourself. Like, damn. That's when I realized I was gay, mm-hmm. you know, I'd hit that for years. Yeah. Years. Because I was like, I can't do that. Mm. I can't. They, everybody's going to look at me like I'm like I'm wrong or like I'm going to be such a disappointment to, to people. And I had reached a point after stretching and yoga, being intentional about trying to dig in my mind about how I'm going to figure this shit out mm. to where I'm like, it don't fucking matter. It don't matter. Yeah. It truly don't matter. All this shit. All this shit. Mm-hmm. Truly illusionary. Mm-hmm. Just a manifestation of thought. Mm-hmm. And what people think about you and what you've done, mm-hmm. that don't mean shit. No, it doesn't. It don't. What they think about it. Yeah. What matters is that you had to experience that mm-hmm. in order to discover the lesson in it. Because yeah. everything comes with a lesson. A little pocket of information for you to tuck in your brain and use it in your toolkit. Yeah. Yeah. And... Is that what ultimately ended uh, the marriage where you figured out, like, hey, I'm gay? 
No, because he was, once I finally admitted to it, because he caught me cheating. Mm. Caught me cheating with uh, with one of the women that I was in uh, A school with. Mm. Still love the girl to death. Yeah. But yeah, A school for the people listening. This is your training for military. Military. Yeah. military. That's when you go to learn your trade. Mm. Um, but no, he, he started to be open. He was like, okay, you can, you can fuck with women. Yeah. Women. I'll, I'll see how I'll fare with that. Mm. And for a minute, I was really convinced that I was like, damn, I just really want to be with a woman. Mm. I don't want to be with a man. It, it definitely impaired our sex life. Mm. Excuse me. Like, I didn't desire him no more. Yeah. And real talk, once you lose that intimacy, that that level of intimacy in your marriage, it's over. I'm, I, I'm a firm believer that you cannot tap back into that. Mm. You are sitting and you're suffering. You're sitting and you're suffering. You need a sexually, a healthy sexual relationship for sure with your partner. And if you ain't got that, yeah. it's not a lot that's gonna come from that. Now, as you get older, obviously the sex changes, but that that morphs with the partnership. Right. Was it just him specifically, or just men in general? No, no. I ended up meeting. Uh, I ended up meeting a gentleman who was a friend of my. A good friend who I met in the military. He literally stayed right across the street from us. And she's from Memphis. Mm. This is a real, this this past three years mm. has been full circle. Like learning the, the interconnections between just, I, it's weird. Mm. People who I met in the military who knew people. Mm. They're either 10 years my senior or 10 years younger than me. We know the same people, but we ended up building a connection off of something completely different. Mm. Anyways, sidebar. That's just how life is. That's weird like that. Yeah. The degrees of separation are not seven. Nah. They're two. It's two. They're two. <laughs> I'm a firm believer. It's two. Yeah. But um, I ended up meeting one of her battle buddies. Mm. And it threw me for a loop. Mm. First of all, this man I would never consider myself attracted to. Yeah. Aesthetically. Yeah. But that's when I realized I'm not gay, not bisexual identifies what they call pansexual. Pansexual. It really doesn't matter what you look like. Mm. I mean, I do have some aesthetics that I am drawn to, mm. but mm. the aesthetics really don't matter. You got to stimulate what's here and what's here for me. Yeah. And shit was crazy. Like, I went out to Atlantic City with them. Honestly, it was like a group a group thing. Mm. And we had, there were two separate rooms, and it was just like a mix of men and women. Mm-hmm. And... I ain't going to lie. Like, I peeped that he was interested from the beginning. Like, he was like, oh, you know how guys do. Let me open the door for you. I'll pay for you, man. Just trying to engage in conversation. Trying to sit sit next to me. And at first, I wasn't having it. Mm -hmm. I was like, thank you. Yeah. What's up? You know, just being me. Which, flirtation and kindness are easily misconstrued. Mm -hmm. But... You said something now. It it is, it is easily misconstrued because I I lead with a lot. I try my very best to lead with a lot of love and light. Mm-hmm. And me just engaging you in conversation don't necessarily mean I'm flirting. Yeah. But because I'm smiling, I'm just mm-hmm. like kind of giddy mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. People be like, oh, yeah, what's up, man? But um, no, I ended up going real left, real fast. Mm-hmm. Can't really explain it. Yeah, yeah. but. That situation um, turned out extremely tragic, mm. extremely tragic, because um, we developed a intimate relationship, and I was just doing dumb shit, very impulsive, yeah. battled battle with impulsivity, real bad, mm. real bad. Like I bring him up to the house when he went there. He did some real fucked up shit, like sleeping in our bed. Yeah. Like, mm. can't take the shit back. Yeah. But the important thing I had to do was own up to it. Yeah. And he found, like, he went through my, he ended up going through my watch. Yeah. And found out everything, and it sent him through a spiral, because he was okay, kind of, with me dealing with women. But when he found out it was yeah. yeah. And to the level of disrespect in which I took that, yeah. it just it sent him through 
lie. Yeah. And I hate I I hate that I did that to him because he didn't deserve it. He truly didn't deserve it. He's, he's a good man. He just battles shit just like everybody else. Yeah. And, man, turn. <laughs> I feel compelled to say it. So I'm just going to say it. This man, he ended up taking his own life. Wow. Because it was discovered that he was a predator. The, who who was a predator? The guy that I was sleeping with. Oh. And at that point, I was like, wow. Wow. I mean, it, it, it hit me. Because like, how did I not see that? Yeah. How did I? How did I not see it? So who took their life? Their life? The man that the man that you was with, or the, not your husband? Not my husband. Okay. The guy I was cheating on him with. Oh. And it man that sent me through a whirlwind because um, that was when I really realized like. You have to tap in deeper, Taylor. Yeah. You have to tap in deeper. You got to see that that man was around your kids. Yeah. Like, how did you not? How did you not see that? Yeah. Yeah. And how did you not believe it when the signs were brought to you before he actually did it? Yeah. Because when I first like got inclination of it, I was like, ain't no fucking ain't no way. way. Ain't no way. Denial. Denial. Ain't no way. Yeah. Not this man who I've had conversations with that were just like, you can't tell me. Yeah. Video. Video footage. And then the night that it happened, he um his daughter. His daughter had spoken out. He had just gotten custody of custody of her. Mm -hmm. And uh, she spoke out. Like my dad touches me. And he was pretty high-ranked in the military. Mm. And I guess that was just something he felt he could not recover from. Yeah. So he decided to, to end it. And I don't know, this shit hurt me so bad. Like, how the fuck did you not see that? Yeah. I literally put my babies in danger. <sighs> and I had to realize, damn, I'm just like my mom. Patterns repeated. Yeah. That was it ain't that ain't no slap in the face. That's a straight up sucker punch to the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, you really repeating someone who because me and my mama hadn't always been on the best of terms, especially growing up. She you know how it go. Yeah. Yeah. But to be like, I don't never want to be like you. But then to realize that you're doing the same shit. Yeah. You're like, wow. Oh. Yeah. Rug gets swept up under your feet. Legs go up in there and your back hit the ground. Mm -hmm. Wind just taken out of you. Like, ain't no way. Yeah. Denial. Denial. Mm -hmm. But after you come out of that denial, you actually really see the facts. Mm -hmm. You see the facts of it. Like, you did that. Yeah. You were not in tuned enough to avoid that. But you had to go through that in order for you to see yeah. that you are, in fact, repeating the pattern. Mm. Mm. And you got to switch some shit up, baby girl. Yeah. Or your baby girl going to be the one fighting that battle, not you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was <laughs> that was tough to look in the mirror, but it was shit that just had to be done. I had to go back and unpack memories of where my mother, I felt like she was not there for me. When I told her that these these people weren't right, yeah, like me battling with not feeling like I was loved enough because you were choosing these men over me, yeah, and my sister, mm -hmm. like you, we would really come to you crying, weeping, mm -hmm. like we don't like this man, yeah, yeah, but you chose to stay for your own selfish reasons, yeah, and I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I made I made some real selfish decisions that in my mind I was thinking was right because I'm like, what about me? Yeah. What about me? Mm -hmm. But that's where you got to find the balance of 
it's not always about you. Mm-hmm. It is about you. Mm-hmm. You have to do work for you. You have to take care of you. You have to do the things that you like. You have to discover your passions. You have to, you know, cater to you. Because mm-hmm. if you're not catering to you, you can't, if you can't pour into you, you can't pour into nobody else. Exactly. But there's things bigger than you. And you have to learn when to put yourself on the back burner. And not in a way that's neglecting you. Yeah. Don't put yourself on the back burner to neglect you on behalf of somebody else. Right. Put your desires on the back burner to nurture somebody else. Because in that nurturing of someone else, mm. you're nurturing yourself. Yeah. Like your babies. Mm. Choosing to spend time with them. Yeah. That's pouring back into you. Yeah. yeah. But what were we just talking about? You spend... Your parents spend so much time taking care of you. Yeah. Giving, they all did it in their own way. Yeah. But it is an investment of time and love and energy into you. So you gotta, you, you don't have to, but it is best practice, mm-hmm. best moral and spiritual practice to pour back. Yeah. Yeah. It's a greed and reciprocity. Search of equilibrium, search of reciprocity. It's just learning when, how, what, you know, learning when to, Yeah. learning how to. So what are the conversations like now between you and your husband? Very short. Yeah. I still love him. Mm. I still care about him as a person because I need him to be okay. Yeah. I need, I, I will do whatever I can within my capability and protection of myself to make sure he good. Yeah. 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 Because if he ain't good, I know my baby's not good. Right. If I'm not good, I know my baby's not good. Mm-hmm. So he's still healing as am I. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the weight that he, you know, he carries cuz he carries a lot, but especially with me dancing. Mm-hmm. Cuz I'm a dancer. Mm-hmm. With me dancing now, he was like, I saw this shit coming. <laughs> yeah. But I am free spirited. Yeah. And yeah. I'm a v- sexually charged individual. Mm. Mm. And I later in life, that's why I didn't start dancing early because God knew. Mm. God knew I would have got lost. Yeah. I needed the wisdom of all of this to understand what magic I'm working now. Mm. But with him with me being in that and me being completely emotionally detached mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's not really much else to talk about. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll elaborate on stuff about the kids or like things that are going on in our current life that may impact what we have going on separately and stuff like that. But for the most part, I don't think we've gotten to that point where we can go out for a drink yeah. and just laugh yeah. and enjoy without there being some complication afterwards. Cause there was a period of time where, um, I had stated that I just didn't want this anymore. Yeah. But I would still give him love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, you playing with me. Yeah. 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 You're playing with me. You're playing with my emotions. Like you're treating me like I'm still your husband. Mm-hmm. And I can't continue to keep treating you like you're my wife because it hurts. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. I tell him, you do whatever you need to do. I'm still going to be here to support you. In whatever way that I feel I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. No, I can't have sex with you. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to revisit that with you. No, I'm not. I can't quite be your confidant. Mm-hmm. I can't bend over backwards for you anymore. I can't I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But if you absolutely need me, you damn right I'm going to drop what I'm doing and be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. But for him, it's different. Mm-hmm. Like, he's still working through feelings of resentment and just like, damn, I gave you 10 years of my life and I feel like I wasted it because you hurt me so fucking bad mm-hmm. and I'm not no, I'm, I'm dysregulated yeah I don't know how to deal with these emotions that your ass done brought out of me mm-hmm. and that's hard for me <laughs> it's really hard for me yeah, yeah very yeah yeah but, but I mean you are honest you gotta be yeah you really got to be and honest I respect with that because a lot of people would have just played the game and continue to play it. You know. Do you in that way do you see a lot of your father in you? 
player, player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, my daddy, he was just, he was voted, voted most handsome uh-huh. in high school. So that, mm-hmm. that should speak with the fact that, one, he's an attractive man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, you know how to have conversation. Yeah. But he's very emotionally. Unavailable. Very. Yeah. Very emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. He's like, keep your head down. Make that money. Mm-hmm. Stay focused. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Like, fuck out of that shit. Yeah. And I get that. Like, I, I see it in myself, but also see the nurturer mm-hmm. that my mother attempted to be. Mm-hmm. And also see my ancestors in me. Yeah. That's I started to there. unpack that. Yeah. Real talk, man. <laughs> Talking about having dreams and recalling memories that don't even belong to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, damn, that's where that came from. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened to you. Yeah. And then that in turn happened to my mama. Mm-hmm. In turn happened to me. You mean to tell me it's my responsibility to stop this shit? Yeah. Oh, heavy is the head that wears a motherfucking crown. Absolutely. Because, God damn, when I started to actually set up my altar, look for pictures, mm-hmm. try to do some digging, asking, like, what was... What was Grandma Jesse May like? Mm-hmm. What was Grandma Ada like? Because my mother, I never met her. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my trauma does come from my mama's side. Yeah. Definitely comes from my mama's side. And once I started digging, I was just like, whoa. I had Reiki done for the first time. Most, what's this month? June? Maybe in April. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy as shit. What is Reiki? The best way I can describe Reiki is that it is a skill of energetic manipulation within the body. Okay. Like you are not necessarily touching. You don't have to touch. You People with these divine gifts, they just know how to pass energy mm-hmm. out of their hand and out of their body and know what to do with it mm-hmm. in order to transmute shit. Mm-hmm. And... She was wow. It tickled. Yeah. It definitely tickled. I found myself laughing a lot because you can literally feel on a cellular deep tissue level mm-hmm. things moving out of your body. Like yeah. my feet were tickled. Yeah. Pulling a lot of things out of my fucking legs and out of my feet. Mm-hmm. My, feel my ear itching. Nobody, he wasn't even touching me. Yeah. That's crazy. Wasn't even touching me, but I'm just like, I'm feeling different sensations within my body. I hear him down there at my feet, but I'm feeling like tinges up here in my neck and and shit. Had my eyes closed, but you know how you can feel the presence of bodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was only one physical man mm-hmm. in that room, mm-hmm. but there was a whole lot of bodies in that bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of them. And as I'm sitting here, because, you know, if, when you reach a certain level of meditation, you, your imagination can help build pictures for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to that point before. But during that Reiki session, although I was deep in a meditative state, spirit was like, you ain't got your sense of sight this time. Yeah. You ain't got it this time. Yeah. You need to tap into your other senses. What do you feel? Mm-hmm. What are you feeling right now? Mm-hmm. And... I met my higher self that day. Couldn't see her. Couldn't see her. But I literally started weeping. Mm. Weeping when she hugged me. Mm. I felt like, you know, when you hug somebody and it's a warm embrace. Mm-hmm. Like a real warm. Like, damn, that's comforting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Warm embrace. Yeah. So she hugged me after I started having really sharp pains in my womb. And, you know, I had to communicate, like, ow, mm-hmm. something's hurt, like, something's hurting me. Mm-hmm. 
but that was uncovering real damage mm. that I push off in the back of my mind. You know, you keep you on the go. You on the go. You're not really worrying about tuning in to your body most times. Mm. Like, fuck it. Yeah. But when that energy start moving around, you start peeling off layers of shit that's keeping it masked. Mm. And you, you, you discover the real pain. Mm. You're like, whoa. And my higher self was just looking at me. She was like, I've been here this whole time. And I'm trying to tell you to let go and stop running. Stop, stop running. Yeah. Because you feel it. You sense it. Mm-hmm. You sense it outside of your five senses. You sense it. Mm-hmm. Stop running. Mm-hmm. I ain't want to listen. Yeah. I'm real hard-headed. Yeah. I'm real hard-headed. When it comes to spirit, I'm, I'm still learning how to navigate that too. Not wanting to fucking listen. Mm-hmm. Spirit will send me the signs all the time. Mm-hmm. Tell me exactly where to move and how to move. Mm-hmm. But I'll be like, no, I want to do it my way. Yeah. No, I'm going to do it yeah. anyway. I'm impulsive. And she just sat there and told me, she was like, I tried to prepare you for this. Mm-hmm. You don't want to let go, so you really finna have to feel it. Mm-hmm. And I felt it. And that's when it started rushing in. Shit that was happening to my grandma Ada. Shit that happened to my mother. Mm-hmm. Shit that happened long down the line. Talk about the Native American roots of the side of her. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it, I weeped. Yeah. Because my higher self sat there and she, she helped me. Mm-hmm. She was like, I know it hurt. I know what you're feeling right now. It's real painful. Right. The shit that you're seeing, the memories that you're seeing, you had to see them. Yeah. I tried to prepare you, but since you didn't want to be prepared, it's going to hurt a little bit more. Mm. And that's fine. That's fine. But you got to feel it. You got to feel it. Mm. And you got to release it. You really got to release it. Like, make peace with it. Yeah. And release it. Yeah. And that... That's some shit that's real hard to explain to somebody who don't understand what real spirituality means. Yeah. And that's a huge... Re- See, that's what I. That's why so many of us nowadays, we're in such a bad place because that's so hard to... That's such a big responsibility to carry. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just on the newest generation, the last... to The ones that are here, we're here now. That's such a huge responsibility on us to have to not only deal with what you have, but everyone before you. And it's literally embedded in our DNA and ourselves. Genetic. Mm-hmm. Down to the cellular level. And your body retains everything. Yeah. yeah. You know how they say after seven years, your, your cells are refreshed. Yeah, they are. They grow. They evolve. But that genetic code that's deep down, mm-hmm. that shit don't ever go away. No. And it's the, it's the beauty of making peace with the fact that that exists in you mm-hmm. and knowing how to continue to flow through the energy but transmute it into love and light. Yeah. It's fucking hard. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. But it's work that got to get done. Yeah. It's yeah. got to get done. And it don't, I mean, it can range from any age. Mm-hmm. And I found out, like, and I believe it. Can't nobody tell me otherwise. My baby, my baby girl, she was a death doula in her past life. The girl talked so much about death. And I was, I, you know, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. I'm like, yeah. why are you so fucking Given when I was coming up in my ages, you know, I got to digging stuff, you know, seeing some dark shit, kind of having a slight fascination with, like, I used to watch Forensic Files all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my mom, same way. Yeah. Just, like, being fascinated with, like, murder and stuff like that, like, how they do it and, like, what be going through your mind. Yeah. To really want to haul off and do some shit like that. Yeah. So I I took it as maybe she just has a slight fascination and stuff and someone who is divinely gifted laid hands on my baby. Mm-hmm. I was like, your baby was a death tool in her past life. And when she said that, it made so much sense. sense. Yeah. It made so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. My baby is already communing with spirits. Mm. Both of them. Mm. But children are more susceptible than anything. They just yeah. don't remember. Yeah. They don't really recall. They compartmentalize those memories that were scary to them mm. or 
took them off guard or made them feel like, what, what the fuck is this? And then they get over it and they just carry on about their lives. But that's something now as I'm starting to see things unfold, I need to maximize my baby gift. My mother didn't give me the opportunity to hold mine. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to be attentive, be attentive to these messages and utilize every resource I can for me. But those resources that I use for me to baby to be able to properly articulate Mm -hmm. and teach my baby Mm -hmm. what to do, how to do it and do it safely. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is some real wicked shit out here. Yeah. Yeah. Real wicked. And that's also the beauty of life that you you're able to do that and you have the tools for that. That's amazing. So let me ask you this. Where are you now? Where are you heading to now? Meaning on my spiritual journey? Or where am I heading to? Like, what clarify? I was saying not just the spiritual journey, but everything as you I know you said you've seen your higher self. Mm-hmm. Like and now the higher self has been revealed to you. What is your direction now in order to reach your higher self? Or do you feel like you'll ever be able to do that? Well, me and her are the same. Uh-huh. I'm just on the other side encountering the human experience side of it. Mm. And in order to really find myself within real alignment with my higher self, I have to go back to my inner child. I have to go back to her often. Yeah. I have to go back to her often. Because everything that I'm doing, the way that I speak, Mm. the things that I do, Mm. how I interact with people, how my my work ethic, all all that shit, I had to go back and unpack the reason why I am the way I am. Mm. Mm. I didn't want to do it. A lot of times I don't want to do it. There's still a lot to unpack. Just this level of consciousness alone took a lot of of pain. And pain is exhausting. Yeah. Pain is fucking exhausting, so I have to take breaks. I revert a lot of times because I'm like, I'm sick of being uncomfortable. I want to go back to my comfort zone. I don't feel like doing it. No, I ain't listening. But then also in those moments where where I'm like, I ain't listening, spirit come back and suck a punch my ass. (laughs) She'll come back and be like, I tried to tell your ass. I tried to tell you. You want to listen. So you got to learn the hard way. And it takes very intentional, very deliberate practices to stay within that frequency you want to vibrate in. Love it. And discovering what those practices are, it takes you being real uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to my altar. I'm looking and researching more into metaphysical mm-hmm. tools and properties and herbs and all that shit to try to pull, pull that shit out of me. Yeah. Pull it out of me. Look at it. Analyze it. Do whatever understanding I need to do. Mm-hmm. Make peace with it. Love on it. Mm-hmm. Give grace to it. Mm-hmm. And let it go. Yeah, you're really in a special place right now. And I love the just the raw honesty and accountability. Because I do not see that with anybody these days. You know, and Damn. I think that's amazing. Like, I just do not see that account of level of accountability with anyone that you just exhibited through this whole show. And I appreciate that. Most people don't want to do it. Yeah. Because it's hard. Mm. Well, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> yuck. But with so much love behind it. Like, yuck. Mm. But it's work that got to get done. Yeah. You can't. You can't grow. Yeah. You can't really see mm-hmm. until you start doing the work, Taylor. You got to do the motherfucking work. Yeah. Even when you're tired. Yeah. God got the stamina. Yeah. God got the stamina when you ain't got it. You just got to lean in. Mm-hmm. Take your hands off the shit. Stop trying to control shit. Stop trying to figure shit out that don't even really need to be figured out. You just need to flow with it. And that's a lesson within itself, taking my hands off of shit. Yeah. We're real controlling parents. Yeah. Get it honest. Just like, stop. Just stop. Let go. Listen, Taylor, I appreciate you coming on the show. I got to get you back for 
at least three more shows because I still feel like, and I say this with, I said this with the last episode as well with the last young lady I had on. Um, I feel like it's still more level layers, you know, to unpack, to peel back, you know, with oh, you. Yeah. And I think that people will watch this and this will be um, something that'll help someone. I know it helped me being able to have this conversation with you today. And I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, you always welcome back. Hopefully we can get you again. I know we ran into a lot of things to get here. Life was <laughs> lifing. Yeah, yeah. The shit was crazy. Like getting yeah. kicked out the military, being mm. like See? relocate. It's a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. But those things had to happen for me to be here at yeah. this moment. Yeah. yeah. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful because I've been wanting to do this for so long when I came mm. and saw y'all. When was it? Show. MTSU. Um, it was a uh, no. Nah, it was it was off campus, but uh, shit, it's been about two years ago now. I think maybe a year ago now. And now look at that. Took yeah. me two years to get yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up um, finding information because you you were so outspoken at the show at the live show. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to sit down and have a conversation. With I know it can make for a good conversation, and you didn't disappoint. First of all, let me say that. <laughs> but also, like, it's like you know, you so outspoken. I was like, let me speak to her. And I got your information, and here we are, a year and some change later, I think it was. Yeah, it's been about a year and some change. Now, maybe not two years, but a year, a little, a little more. But, again, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we got to get you back on again at least three more times because I want to hear about a lot more of this stuff. <laughs> but, but there is a lot. Yeah, but I'll yeah. be back. It ain't no thing. It may take me a minute. Well, now things are unfolding differently. Uh-huh. I'm able to move more freely. Mm-hmm. So it's whenever... All right. Good deal. Good deal. Listen, this is the Chop About Tea podcast where we get real, raw, authentic conversations. Until next time.